to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I am so grateful you're here. Thanks for tuning in this week. This is the podcast for small businesses who want to grow their business, scale their business, and become um, six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Uh, We talk about sales funnels specifically every week. And this week we are talking about everyone's favorite subject, your opt-in and why no one is opting into your email list. How many times have you set up a download or a free download and you've got it set up on your system and then no one comes, no one opts in, no one downloads your freebie and you're like, ay, 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 this was so much work. Why did I, why is it not working? So I thought it was important that we sit down and chit chat about that a little bit because a lot of people um, are on, you know, they're online and they have free downloads. And so you may be wondering, well, how can I stand out in all that noise? How can I stand out from everybody else that's out there? Well, I have five actionable tips um, for you, as well as five reasons that no one is indeed opting into your email list and how to change that so that they do. Let me back up just for a minute, because a lot of times I don't talk about why it's important um, for people to build their email list. And that is bad on me and um, I want to rectify that. So the reason that you need to build your email list is very simple, it's owned property. And once you have those names and those contacts in your email list, you have the ability to continue to market to them and specifically um, market to them with information and promotions and all of that sort of stuff that you have available that they have asked for, which makes you look very different than a lot of people who just constantly send out email and spam people with their email, um, throwing generic information at them. And so if you're looking for a little bit more information on how to segment or tag those subscribers, you can go back and listen to, um, there's a previous episode in this podcast and I do not have the number in front of me, but I will pop it in the show notes for you. It's back in the twenties, like I'm going to say 23, 24, but I will pop which episode that is into the show notes. So you have it. But by um, segmenting and tagging those people um, with specific interest areas, it's much easier for you to customize that content. And you're more likely to not only get your emails opened, but you're more likely to have those links clicked on. And that's really what's important because that's the beginning of your sales funnel. Um, You've got people interested. They've said, hey, yeah, here's my email. I'm super excited about what you do. Those are really hot leads. And so once you can um, get them to take the next action or your your next piece is to get them to take the next action to show you even more what they're interested in. This is really important, especially if you have a newer business, Um, because a lot of times when you have a new business, I know I am one of those people and I've had clients the same that you're just kind of testing things out, see what's going to work, what's not going to work and trying to gain your footing. Well, this is a great opportunity for you to learn what um, customers want and what customers are looking for and what problems they have um, all by your email list. So an email list is very, very powerful. A lot of um, companies I see online or even um, entrepreneurs that are, you know, just starting out will build all of their business on social media. Well, what happens is that you have those social media companies like Facebook and Instagram and Google and Twitter and all, you know, Snapchat and, you know, going way back, you can, you know, go 
to any social media platform, they're all owned by someone. And that means they make the rules and they can change the rules anytime they want. And as you see, because Facebook's in a bit of trouble as this episode is being recorded um, to the tune of five billion or million dollar, million or billion, I can't remember, million or billion dollars um, for privacy issues, they're changing the rules, which means you have no control over what you can and cannot do on Facebook. Um, and if you aren't aware, Facebook is very much a pay to play arena. And that being said, if you don't have a lot of budget and you don't know, know or understand ads or have the time or ability to keep up on what is going on with those ads on a daily basis, you could really struggle in the marketplace. Whereas if you have um, a strategy in place to grow your email list and get people on your email list, and that can be done a variety of ways, I'm not going to go into those today, but um, you can go back and listen to multiple episodes of this podcast and it will share that information with you. Um, but if you're building that email list on a consistent basis, those are your captive audience. And that's a great way to do research, to find out what products and services people want, um, as well as deliver custom content and get and offer promotions and um, initial offerings and such to that list because they've already shown that they're interested. So going back to today's topic, you know, we got to get them on the list. That's that's priority number one is we've got to get them on and interested in that list. And it's becoming a little, well, it's not a little, it's becoming harder and harder because there's a lot of competition out there. People have figured out that you need to download. And so um, that being said, I wanted to give you some of the mistakes that people make and also ways that you can fix those mistakes because that's really important. So before we hop into those mistakes, please listen to this word from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you have got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action, and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. So hopping into those mistakes, mistake number one, and I see this again and again, you are not solving a problem. And I think we jump into what we think people need rather than doing the research and figuring out exactly what it is 
um, that the people we're trying to serve need? You know, what is their problem? What is the the thing that keeps them up at night? What is the thing that um, frustrates them on a daily basis, takes up their time and prohibits their business from moving forward? And once we look at that, and, and it can be as simple as, um, let's say a restaurant. If you, let's look at a local restaurant. So, um, we have a little neighborhood next to me that um, it, it's kind of a, oh, it, it kind of reminds me of like an old town feel where they have a bunch of homes, you know, different ones that are um, like town homes, and then they have regular single family homes, and then they have um, lofts that are available. And then, you know, they have a community area, and they have um, a pool and all that kind of stuff. Well, in that community, they also have... Um, several restaurants and some retail and different things like that. And so most of those places do pretty well. However, um, when you look at say a restaurant, you've got to be really, you've got to really differentiate yourself. And there's a restaurant in that um, location that has done really well for a really long time. And they've done a great job of promoting and all that stuff. Well, recently some competition moved in and the competition is doing really well as also, however, when I look at the two restaurants, they are very, very similar. They have very similar offerings. Um, the one that was there first has built into their menu um, so that they're serving not just lunch and dinner like the new location, but they're serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so when I look at those, I mean, there are a few similarities, but if I were to go and ask the people that have gone to both locations, they would probably say, yeah, I wouldn't pick one or one over the other. Whereas if you looked at that location prior to opening that restaurant, you would see there were definitely some lapses in um, menu that could have gone in that location um, and done really, really well. So one would be like maybe um, some sort of Asian fusion. Like there's no Asian food anywhere near where we live. And so if it were me and I were going to open a restaurant, I'd be like, yeah, we need to have some sort of Asian food, sushi, Japanese, um, Thai, um, uh, Chinese, any kind of Asian, or maybe a combination of all of those things. Um, but, you know, right where we are in the neighborhood that we are, it's, you know, it's a good 10, 15 minute drive to get to Asian food. And so people, let's face it, people are lazy. A lot of people, they have a lot of like foot traffic there. Um, so you could also do, I'm trying to think of another cuisine that would be a good fit over there, but you know, something that's very healthy, like maybe you have a, a juice bar or something like that, that's totally different than what's already there. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But instead of looking at the arena before they went in there and opened that restaurant, they're just like, oh, I have this idea and I'm gonna open this restaurant. It's gonna be a community um, place to eat and we're gonna offer, you know, just kind of a variety menu. It's almost the exact setup of the restaurant that was already there. And there's, you know, there's some differences in menu, but is that enough to differentiate them in the marketplace? And is that really solving a problem? Like if it were me, I would have gone out and done some research in the area and said, hey, um, what's really missing from this neighborhood, like as far as a restaurant. And so you, if you know anything about the restaurant industry, there, it is a huge industry. There are tons of restaurants that open on a daily basis, um, somewhere in the billions. And um, the reality is, is one, restaurants are not very lucrative. They, 95 cents of every dollar goes back into the restaurant. And so you're looking at maybe a 5% profit margin, 10 if you're lucky. Usually uh, you don't make any profit in the first year. And in addition to that, um, there's a ton of competition. And so if you're not doing the things that you need to be doing from the marketing end before you open up shop, you're gonna be hurting, you're gonna be in trouble. 
And like I said, as I started this episode, a lot of people hop on social and they think that's going to be the savior for their business. When in reality, they would have done a much better job pre-launch to pre-opening that restaurant and building an email list and um, sharing some value prior to open date. So I know particularly this restaurant um, that we went to, and it's very good. I mean, I have nothing against it, but went there and I I know for a fact um, that they had hardly anyone at their grand opening. And I would say that's because they did a poor job of one, promoting and advertising, but two, being aware of what needed to happen in that area, in that demographic. So if they would have gone in and tried to solve a problem as I'm suggesting you do in whatever your business platform is prior to um, trying to email or serve, you know, serve something up on social or whatever that looks like, look and see what problem you're solving. And if the problem actually exists by doing some market research, or if you're just coming up with that idea on your own. Um, so yeah, those are my suggestions is do some market research and make sure that you have some differentiation. Another um, area that I see this really lacking in is in the area of real estate. Now Denver is a really hot market and I'm pretty sure at least half of the market, half of the people in the state are now real estate agents because you know, when there's a hot market, everybody jumps on board. And what I find is that, um, you when you meet a real estate agent or you look at their marketing you see yeah we sell everybody a home anybody that has skin i'm like wow you're like every other realtor out there whereas if you look at the people who have differentiated themselves in the in the real estate market one they're doing absolutely fantastic and two um, they never hurt for business because they are known for a specific type of real estate. And one person that comes to mind in this arena, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, but he's an awesome, awesome fella. And um, he specializes in single level living. And so he only works with people who wanna live in a ranch style environment. And it doesn't necessarily have to be people that are retired or older. There are people that have health issues that they have to stay on on a single level living situation. And that's what he's known for. Does it mean he never sells a um, buy level or a try level? No, absolutely not. People are going to go to him if they want to do real estate deals or not. However, he has specifically stated a problem. There's people that need to live on a single level. Those are the people I help. And so he became and has become known as that industry expert. And he knows, you know, every single one that goes on the market, he knows every single new community that is going to have it available. And he has tied into that really, really well. So look at that and see, um, you know, what is it, what's a problem in your industry that you could solve that no one else is solving or that, that somebody isn't solving well. And you can also um, get some market insight by doing surveys with people either that you've worked with or people that you meet. And they don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be um, even online. You can just pick up a phone and, you know, maybe have four or five questions mapped out on a piece of paper and just type the answers into an Excel spreadsheet as they give them to you. You're going to go in and you're going to see some similarities really quickly, even if you just do this with 10, 15, 20 people. And you're going to say, oh, I'm okay, I'm on target. I'm doing what I need to be doing. Or you're going to realize uh, I'm way off base. These people want something totally different. And one of my favorite sayings is sell them what they want, give them what they need. And so um, regardless of what you're putting out there, when you're creating your opt-in, you need to give them what they want, and then move them in through your sales funnel to what they actually need. And um, another tip that I have for you in this area of two more is to target your ideal customer. And I know that we 
um, sometimes have a lot of fear around really narrowing in who we help, but it can be so much easier to create content and create um, free downloads and create um, emails that are really specific when you know who you're talking to. And if you don't know who that is, like I'm thinking about John and, you know, from, um, that does real estate and he knows really specific that some of the hurdles and, um, interests of the people that are wanting to live in that, you know, that single story lifestyle type of environment. And so it makes it really easy for him to create different opt-ins for people to opt in for email or, um, have certain events or, you know, brush up on certain pieces of education or industry knowledge in that arena versus a typical realtor. If they're trying to serve everybody, it becomes really overwhelming because you have to know all the listings that are available. You have to know all of the different interests that are available for people. And if you don't know all of that, or you don't specify, um, who you help, it is, um, really difficult to one, become known and two, to create regular content that doesn't just melt in with everybody else's. So figure out who you're talking to and then do less talking about you and more talking about them. And all of those um, items, if, if you're doing those things, are going to make your opt-in much more viable and interesting in the marketplace. And you'll have a bigger response to people opting in because you actually have attacked a specific subject for a specific person and offered a specific solution. Um, and what's even better is if you can give people a quick win in that quick little, whether it's a video training or a download or an audio or whatever it is you decide to create for your download. Um, if you can give people a quick win for one specific problem and a specific group of people, you're going to have a win, win, win situation. So the second reason that you may not have um, people opting into your email list is you may have the best opt-in in the world and you love it and you've heard that you loved it, but you haven't told anybody about it. You haven't done any promoting. You haven't put it out there enough. You put it out once and you're like, Oh, nobody opted in. How many people have done that? Like, I, I know I have like nobody saw my stuff. Well, how many times did you put it out there? One? No, it takes seven to eight times to ha- put something in front of people before they even acknowledge it before they even start to pay attention. There is so much noise in the world that you have to keep putting. You might feel like, my gosh, I put this out there constantly. However, people, some people will see it the first time. Some people will see it the second time. Some people won't see it till the eighth time. And so you've got to promote it and you've got to continue to put it in front of people in order for people to be aware of it. And that can be really hard. I think, um, for people that are introverted, I think is the word I'm looking for is if you're really introverted, it's kind of hard to put yourself out there again and again and again and again, but it really does need to happen. So, um, the tips that I have for this specific problem are one, there's no magic website fairy. Just because you put up a brand new schmancy fancy website, you can have all the SEO in the world, but if you're not telling people about it, no one is coming. Um, even if you're doing, you know, regular content, it it takes a while to build a following. So make sure you're putting it out there. Um, going back to putting it out there seven or eight times, just remember that marketing is an exercise in memorization. You want people to remember who you are, what you do and how you help them. And if you're able to do that on a regular basis, um, you will become known as the person who is the go-to person in that industry. 
Um, the third is to be aware of when and where you're promoting. So this goes back to knowing your ideal client. If you're promoting all the time on LinkedIn, but your ideal client is on Facebook, you have a problem. And if you're promoting in the middle of the day and all of your ideal clients are at work, they're not on social media, typically, you're going to have a hard time reaching them. So just be aware of number one, who, who you're serving and number two and three, when and where they're on the places that you're promoting. So for example, if you're promoting to a specific city and you put up a billboard and it's not in that city, they're not going to see it. That would be ridiculous. Why would you do that? So just being aware, of course, you're not going to do that. So just being aware of, you know, where your people are and um, make sure that they're on the platform that you're wanting to promote on. And then the other um, tip that I have in this particular area is to make sure it's really easy for people, your subscribers or people that are seeing your um, content to share it. Because if you've got, um, say, somebody in a chat bot and they opt in to be part of a live broadcast or a webinar or something like that, um, you want to be able to give them the opportunity and make it very easy for them to share that with their friends or other people that they know that could use the same training, same information or same um, <clears throat> the same education and stuff that you're trying to promote to that person. There are other people they know, like I know, and you know, as an entrepreneur, I know tons of people who need to know um, different pieces of business. So for example, if an accountant was doing a specific webinar on um, the tax changes coming in for 2020 and how to prepare in 2019 to make the your you know make the best choices for your tax season, I if I was going to a webinar on that, I know probably five people, ten people off the top of my head that I could easily forward that email to and say, hey, so and so is doing a webinar, and I think it's going to be really good. You might want to check it out. Now, whether or not they do, I have no control over that. But because the person giving the webinar made it really easy for me to share, I am 10 times more likely going to share that with somebody else than I am to try and share it if it's <clears throat> not easy to share it. So there are definitely some tools and in, in, um, built in tools and then other tools you can utilize to make that happen. Um, so tip number three or problem number three is this is kind of a funny one. Um, you're making it really hard for people to opt in. And this can be any number of things. It can be that your uh, actual opt-in form isn't functioning correctly, or it takes too long to read, or it takes too long to load. Um, you have way too much going on on the actual form, and you're not making it clear what you want them to do. Uh, you're asking for too much information. I know a lot of people are like, here, fill out your whole ID card <laughs> information for uh, a webinar. And people aren't going to do that. You're, you're going to be lucky if you get a first name and an email. People are really protective of their personal information anymore. And that includes email addresses. So <clears throat> my recommendation is to always just ask for the minimum. You can always get the other information later when they're closer to becoming a client or a paying customer. You don't need all of that information up front. I always say try to at least get a first name so you can personalize emails. Um, but sometimes people won't even do that. And it's okay. If you got that email address, it's easier to reach out and 
um, try and get the additional information later, but at least you've got the email. So when you're completing your download in your download form, be really clear about focusing in one direction or one piece of information. A lot of times, um, specifically for training events and webinars, I think people try to cover way too much information instead of just focusing on one simple thing and then giving the steps and tricks around how to do that one specific thing. So for example, um, say you're a weight loss coach and you are, you know, your goal is to help people lose um, 15 pounds over 50. Well, a lot of people will be interested in signing up for that program. But when you start to go into the tactics and the all the information right up front about how to do that and all of the other pieces, you're just going to lose people because one, it's overwhelming, two, it's confusing, and three, it's not incenting them to take action. And so just be really careful, especially with those opt-in forms, that you keep it very simple, very clear, and you tell them exactly what you want them to do. Um, the other piece of this that can be really frustrating is technology itself. You may have people opt in for whatever freebie you're giving them. And let's just use video. So you have a video series and they do all of the components and you've tried to do the best you can at proof, you know, warning them about different things that could be a hiccup, like it could go to spam, um, things like that. But for some reason, they just don't get the email. Um, or they don't confirm their email address for double opt-in and they still, then the other email never comes because they didn't confirm their subscription. So just making sure that you set all of that up and you test it and maybe, um, whether you have two email accounts or you have somebody that can help you test it on your team, or you have a friend that can help you test that, just make sure you test it a few times and that everything goes through without a hitch. And I've had this happen with videos specifically where I will send out an email with a video in it. And I think I have all the security, um, what am I trying to say? Settings correct. And they'll try to click on the email or on the video on the email and they're like, it won't let them watch it. And so I have to go back in and reset the security and make sure that it's, you know, open to the public and all that kind of stuff. And I, I wouldn't know that because I have access to the video. However, the person that got the email does not. And so sometimes it's hard to test those things. So having somebody outside of your, you know, immediate circle and your immediate team to test those things for you is really helpful. So just make sure that those are going off without a hitch and that your funnel isn't broken in some, um, some way or form and that you've done your testing. And then the last tip that I have for this one is don't hide your opt-in form. Like how many websites have you been to where they just, you go and there's so much going on, number one, that you don't, your eye doesn't even know where to look. Number two, there's so many options on the menu that you're just like, I don't know what to do here. And number three, their opt-in form is like at the bottom. And it's usually this very bottom of the page as though, you know, if you even get there, if people even get that far, and then it's like, sign up for our newsletter. Oh, for the love of Pete, do not do that. No one wants to sign up for your newsletter. No one. They don't know what that is. They don't know what's in it. They don't care. Make it interesting. Make it, at least if you're going to, you know, try to recruit them to your newsletter, be really specific. So if you have a, if you have a restaurant, sign up for our weekly um, inside restaurant recipe. You know, what our recipe for homemade apple pie. 
and or whatever, you know, your your featured recipe so that at least if they're signing up for an email list, it's for something specific. So they know they're going to get recipes from you every week versus sign up for our newsletter. I mean, nobody knows what that is. And people don't it. Newsletters are gone. Like it's just kind of a wasted technique. Most people are not going to just sign up for a newsletter. They want to know what's in it. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Problem number four, you haven't made the process clear to them on how to opt in or, you know, or what you want them to do. And I would say this is another failing point, especially if you're looking at a website that just has a ton going on and you give them two or three actions in the first, you know, two minutes of being on your site and they just, people, they get overwhelmed or confused. They're not going to buy. They're just going to leave. They're not going to opt in. They're not going to give you anything. And so you've got to make it super clear um, not only visually what you want them to do, but you need to tell them. So let's use an example of you're doing a Facebook Live and you're doing a training and you have something very specific that you want them to go opt in for. So for an example, with the podcasts, typically I will, um, when I'm doing a training of some sort, I will have a download that I include. And what, what you'll know, what you'll notice if you listen to previous episodes is that it's usually, usually um, my website URL and then a forward slash in the episode number. And it makes it really easy for people to remember. And it also makes it really easy for them to go and do exactly what I ask them to do, which is go and fill out. I mean, the only page there is a form to fill out to get the freebie for that episode. There's not a bunch of other, there's no menus on that page. There's no other distractions. There's no ads on the side. It's just, here's the form, fill it out. This is what you're gonna get. And you need to make it that clear, regardless of how you're driving people there. I highly recommend if you're doing an opt-in that you just in some way differentiate it from the rest of the information on your site so that they know really specifically what to do when they get there. And then also communicate really well, whether that's via email or if you're doing it in person or you're doing a Facebook Live or you're doing a video, make it really clear what you want them to do and tell them. (laughs) And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think people are mind readers. And the last time I checked, I am not a mind reader. I don't know about you guys, but most people I know are not mind readers. So uh, you can teach and teach and teach and train and do all this stuff. But if you never tell somebody to go take action, you will not uh, get any action. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So um, that is tip number one. And then the last um, tip that I have for this particular problem is you need to be really clear on um, explaining what the result is. So if they go and they download this great freebie that you've given them, you need to be really clear about, okay, so what are they gonna have at the end? So for example, I have a five-day challenge that I run for people to create a great download. And I'm really clear that it's five steps. You're gonna do one step every day, and at the end, you're gonna have a download. You're gonna have your very first or your very best download that you've ever had that you can pop on your website and start building your list. And so talking about the end result with your people is really important because if they don't have an end result, they have nothing to aim for, just like with goals. And they don't know that it's gonna solve the problem that they have unless you tell them that it will and explain to them how it will. So that's problem number four. Problem number five. Okay, this is, (laughs) I'm reading this because I have an outline. I was like, wow, I must've been in a mood, but um, your messaging sucks and Messaging can be really hard. Copywriting can be really hard. 
But what makes it harder is if you don't know who you're talking to, you don't know um, <clears throat> how you solve their problem, you don't know how to emotionally connect to them. Um, and so some other things that can really make your messaging suck are you're not sure what you're offering. I know as entrepreneurs, we, I don't know how many networking meetings I've been to, but I'm sure you guys can relate. You go in and there's, you know, you do your little 10 second commercial or 30 second commercial. And there's always the person that's like, I do this and I do that. And I do that. And they do like 37 things. And at the end you're like, what? I don't know what they do. Cause they just gave me a laundry list. And so if that's your offering and you're offering, you know, 72 things for people, you're not going to be very successful with your download either. Like you just need to pick one thing. So instead of doing email marketing, um, for example, I would focus on, I'm going to help you write a download. I'm going to help you create a download. Um, instead of trying to cover, you know, all of social media, I'm going to talk to you specifically about Facebook advertising for via video. So you get the idea. You want to make it as specific as possible so that one, it narrows the number of people that you attract and you're going to get better attraction results. And two, um, it leaves the confusion behind. And then another um, faux pas that I see, and I actually just saw this, I have quite a few um, food and beverage industry people that I follow. And there was one last week, there was some event, I don't know, it was all initials, I don't have it in front of me, but um, it was a winery and there was some like Pinot Noir event that they had and all they kept doing was hashtag PNOC and I'm like, or ICPN, I think that's what it was, ICPN and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, I don't even know what ICPN is and like they put it all over their social media and I was just like, do do any of your followers even understand this? Like this is industry information. You need to be saying we're at this awesome Pinot Noir event and here's why you should know about it. Here's why we go. And then do a hashtag awesome wine. Like people understand hashtag awesome wine. They don't understand hashtag ICPN. Nobody knows that's all industry terms. And so people get really caught up, especially if you're in a very technical world. Um, I even think in marketing, we, we get into using really technical language and we forget that not everyone is as up to speed on social media or marketing tactics as we are. So just taking it down to human level language, I say the, the best guideline is usually use language that a third grader can use or would understand. And that's not because your audience is unintelligent. It's because your audience is, um, one, likely consuming your content on the fly and they want it to be easy to understand. And two, if you make them think about it too hard, they're just not going to. If they have to sit there and really concentrate on what, what you're trying to tell them, they're not, they're not going to concentrate on it. They're just going to move on to something else. People are busy and you need to grab their attention and make it really easy for them to understand. And that was my uh, final tip for problem number four. So how can you fix your failing funnel? If your funnel is a failure at the moment, and that simply means you just need to try something else, tweak it and make it work. Um, I don't really look at failure like most people. It's not the come all to end all. It's just one more place that you can start to make change so that you can get a different result. So look at it that way. So number one um, tip to repair your broken funnel is to get really clear on your audience and really get to know them, get to know them inside and out so that when you are talking to them, you 
you almost feel like it's a, a conversation with a with an old friend on the couch. Like you know what they're worried about, you know what's concerning them, you know um, the ins and outs of what they do on a daily basis, you know what their life looks like, and it becomes really easy for you to offer help and suggestions to them because you're really aware of them. Number two, um, test and retest your sales funnel. And I would say even test and test again um, to make sure it works, to make sure it's easy, to make sure that all of your um, different components and pieces go off without a hitch because it's really easy to think. And in fact, I just had this happen this week and I know better and um, I just let it get away from me. I am participating in a um, particular giveaway with a bunch of other ladies online. And I had set up the landing page and then got distracted and totally forgot to set up the other components. And so it was going to an old um, email automation. All the dates were wrong, everything was wrong. So I like got up in a panic yesterday morning and I had to get up and I had to fix it all. And I was like, ah, and it was good that I did. I mean, it was kind of, it was a blessing in disguise that I got up and looked at it really early, like it was like 6.30 in the morning, six or 6.30 and I was like, oh crud, I forgot to do this. And so um, it was a good thing because by today when I looked at it, I had a bunch of people that had opted in and I was like, oh, if this would have been screwed up for all those people, that would have been bad. I would have been eating mud pie or whatever they say. So just test it, make sure it works, make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Number three, perfect your messaging so that it's super clear, super easy to follow, and most importantly is providing some sort of value to the people you're trying to attract. Um, if you're not providing value, they're gonna be out the door. It's It's gotta be all about them, it's gotta be really clear, and it's got to explain to them um, exactly how you're gonna help them. Number four, make it really easy for people to sign up for whatever freebie you're giving away and to also share your freebie with others. Um, by adding shareable links in your email, um, on your thank you pages, on your landing pages, and all the other places um, that you can add a share button, I highly recommend doing that. The There are several plugins out there for WordPress, so if you have a WordPress site, I highly recommend um, Monarch to do this. It's part of the Divi suite of products, and um, I guess it's Elegant Themes, it's not Divi. Elegant Themes makes the Divi um, theme, but they also have Monarch, and they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of different options to set that up. There are other ones out there um, that you can utilize as well, and I will actually pop a couple of those into the show notes. They are not coming to the, um, they're not top of mind. So I'll just make sure I pop them into the show notes. You can have links to a couple other options, but I specifically build for WordPress. So I don't have a lot of options for outside of WordPress. Um, but I'm sure if you just Google or you look at, you know, your website provider, if you have Wix or Squarespace or something, they probably have share links as well. And then one that just came across my um, radar is um, being able to share via Facebook Messenger and other stuff like that. So take a look and see what works best for your business, but just make it really easy for people to do that. And then my last bit of advice for this episode is just to, I use the KISS analogy, um, and instead of, a lot of people will say that stands for keep it um, simple, stupid, or something like that, and I don't like that. So I just put keep it super simple, for your um, audience and for the people that you're trying to attract 
and don't make it complicated. Don't use complicated language. Don't have too much content on there. Um, and don't, don't make it hard for them to take action. I mean, the number one thing you want them to do is to put their email address in there. So as simple as you can make that, as easy as you can make it, and as uncomplicated or unobstructed you can make that, the easier and quicker you're going to be able to attract um, more people to your opt-in and more people to actually fill out that form and get on your email list. So that's what I've got for this week. Um, next week, I have a whole another podcast. Oh, it's all okay. So y'all know, or if you don't know, we are smack in the middle of and going into uh, seminar season. So I wanted to give you guys some tips on how to make the most of seminar events and trainings that you're going to, so that you can actually take that information, come back and put it into action. So that's what I'll be talking about next week. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. And until then, I hope you have a great week and I will see you soon. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.